At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is uncanny usa he says somebody's in the house and i screamed listen to uncanny usa wherever you get your bbc podcasts if you dare getting ready to take on spring make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools from hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. What does every grocery store aisle now have in common? Products that come in paper packaging. And we don't just mean the obvious ones like cereal boxes and juice cartons. From beauty products to boxed water, there are more opportunities to go papertarian than ever before. So why should you? Because paper comes from a renewable resource and can be recycled up to seven times. Simply put, it's the smart choice for the environment. And it turns out, the easiest choice for you. Learn more at howlifeunfolds.com slash papertarian. This is the Lombardi Line with Michael Lombardi and Patrick Maher on VSIN. Okay, it is the Lombardi line presented by BetMGM. This is VSIN, the sports betting network. We're laughing. Michael was fooling during the break, had us all laughing as we welcome you back. I'm Patrick Maher, live from Los Angeles. Michael Lombardi there at the South Point in studio. This is impromptu. First off, breaking news that started the show. Baker Mayfield has been named the starter down in Carolina. I don't think it's much of a surprise. Tom Brady has returned to practice for the Bucks. I hope he had a good time in the Bahamas. Well, <laughs> this is impromptu. But Brian Ortega, who's sitting in for Matt Santos today, was flexing about being a Packers fan and talking about a Lazard breakout season, blah, blah, blah. So it got me thinking, if you were to give a football fan right now a list of three in-game situations he has to, he or she has to go to in the NFL, we could do college. You could just start with the SEC going to watch a game in person. If you were to give them three, top three Michael Lombardi, go watch these teams in person, I'm guessing Lambeau's up there. What are the other two? Yeah, you, you've got to go to Lambeau, and you've got to walk over to the spot where uh, where Jerry Kramer blocked Jethro Pugh in the ice bowl. And you just got to stand there and know that, that even though the grass is old, that that's actually where it happened. You know, it's a, it's a visit. It's a walk down memory lane. It's just so powerful to – be in that stadium and to see, you know, to feel it, you know, even though the stadium has been reconfigured and it looks way different than the bowl was back then, it's just, it's a powerful feeling to, to go in there and, and do that. You know, I think in the pro game, I, you know, some of the stadiums are new, like it would have been great to go to old Cleveland municipal stadium and see that, you know, the bears used to play at Wrigley field where the end zone would slide into the dugout. So we've kind of upscaled those, 
But the atmosphere at so many of these games in Seattle, the atmosphere is incredible, right? You know, Pittsburgh, Heinz Field or whatever we're going to call it now is an incredible, incredible feeling. When you're in that place, you go in there and it's just like you feel like the game is going so fast and the crowd is into it. College, you know, for me, college is like Old Miss. Any game you could go see, go to the Grove at night game in Ole Miss and in Oxford, Mississippi, to me is just an incredible place. Georgia, between the hedges, just an incredible place. And then Ohio State, Michigan, whichever campus you want to watch that game on, I think you have to certainly do that. But I think the Southeast Conference, those schools with the, with the tradition and the history and the, all the things that go into it before the game make the game. Okay, couple of things. One, Ortega is a Packer fan, but he's like 25 years old. So if Jerry Kramer walked in and chop blocked him right now, he wouldn't know Jerry Kramer. <laughs> no, he wouldn't. He saw him face to face. He would know his name was up on that. You want to defend yourself? Well, he was, he'd know his name would be up on that board up there. I'm like, who is this guy? You know, where do we get him from? You know, but look, that team, you know, that team that he roots for, Brian roots for, he doesn't even know that 13, actually 11 of the players that went on to the Hall of Fame were already on that Packer team when Lombardi walked in in 59. When he walked in in 1959, there were so many good young players on that team that nobody knew what to do with Bart Starr being one of them, Forrest Gregg, Jimmy Taylor, Paul Horning. And then they traded for Henry Jordan and they traded for Fuzzy Thurston and they traded for some other players, which enhanced their value. But uh, Jerry Venisi, his brother, Jack Venisi, Jerry Venisi was a longtime executive with the Chicago Bears. Jack Venisi was responsible for all those drafts. He's been up for the Hall of Fame mention. He died at 33 years old. When Lombardi came back after they played the Rams and they won the divisional title, the Western Conference divisional title in 1960, and they landed at, at Austin Strobel Airport in Green Bay, Lombardi actually praised Venisi because he said, we wouldn't be here without Jack. And, you know, Jack's influence on that Packer team and the history of the Packers is felt throughout the uh, throughout the franchise. You know, I was just texting with the bear. Even if you go Pac-12, even if you go up to Washington, right on Great the lake, spot. there's so many just majestic spots to watch college football. It, Everyone it, surprises you. There's when you more go history. Well. You know, look, I think there's so much great history, but the, the stadiums have so changed dramatically in the NFL, you know, and, and for the good, for the better, for the better for the fans, for the sure. better for the audience and all that. But there was so much history when you went to, you know, when you went to Cleveland Municipal Stadium and you looked out on Lake Erie and you saw this dump, you know, and you or RFK Stadium, what a, which was really a an incredible place. I think the other the other place you have to go to to experience it is Dallas. You you've got to go to to the Star and see that incredible scoreboard and feel the energy in that building. You know, and and it's funny you said. 10 teams or 10 road teams are favored. I think we've gotten to the point where we're so good with the snap count. We're so good with recognizing the the offense can operate on the road that home field doesn't have that three-point luster. That's why every week you just can't automatically say the road team's going to get three points off their power rankings. You've got to kind of do it by stadium. You've got to do it by feel, understanding what's going on. You know, like, for example, Baker Mayfield playing at home with Carolina – you know, is Carolina, uh, it's, it's a beautiful stadium. They're there, they're into the game, but are they over the top like the Browns fans are? Probably not. I think ultimately every week is a different power ranking based on where you're playing. Well, I think you nailed it. And back in the day, the old adage was the implied number at home was three. It's now closer to 1.7, 1.9. And we've seen the home field advantage completely mitigated over the last three years. I mean, look, Tennessee didn't lose a game in the regular season at home. They were tremendous. And the Cincinnati Bengals come in there and they beat them. 
you know, the Cincinnati Bengals win that game in there. And so, you know, that you can win on the road now. It's it's different than it was back in the 60s and 70s where snap count was hard to communicate. It was hard to get into your offense. You know, Seattle at one time had one of the best home field advantages up there, you know, the 12th man. And that's not even in play anymore. You know, teams went in there. The Bears, as bad as they were last year, went in there and won the game. So with a lead, I mean, the, the Seahawks lost two critical games last year. They lose to Tennessee early in the season. They had a big lead, and their crowd was into it, and they lost that. Same thing with Chicago, had a big lead and lost that game. So I, I, I don't think home field has the same luster that it once did. I think you have to do it, it strictly by where are you playing. Pittsburgh matters because of the field goal. What goes on? Heat, humidity matter more. Like we've got to handicap weather in September more than home field. Yep, I think you're 100% right. Well, you just nailed it. Seattle was, what, 3-5 and five last year at home. The Bucks 7-1 and one last year at home. You don't generally think of the Bucks with a great home field advantage, but it's just completely different now. You mentioned the Packers. Packers undefeated at home last year. And that's one that you do expect to get a home field juice. But then they some, lose in the playoffs. Uh, home field juice. They lose in the playoffs. They, 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 they lift all them weights to get home field advantage, and, they, and they're one and done. You know, I mean, so like, you know, what is the advantage of it too? Denver, another team. Denver's another team that has great, great fans, the mile high, but they were not a very good road home team last year. You know, that's one thing I meant to ask Pritch, who did a great job. Yeah, Denver, what, four and five last year at home. The one thing I meant to ask Pritch when he was filling in for you last week was just the impact of the altitude. We constantly say that as a rote gambling perspective and handicapping perspective. You can speak on it though, Michael, as far as a player going in there, the altitude. It does affect you. It does. And you know, when I was down in Australia, spending time with Australian rules football, they had a room that any player, because they run 13 miles a game in Australian rules football, they had a room set up with altitude adjustment. So when their injured players would get hurt, they could raise the level of altitude so that the player could work out on the bicycle or walk on the treadmill and still get his conditioning at a higher level because of the altitude. And it's really important. You know, it's, it, it is a home field advantage. I always think back to the great Jerry Tarkanian when his players were complaining they had to go play a game in Colorado and, and Tark said, look, the, the altitude doesn't mean anything. We're playing inside. You know, and of course the players bought it, which it completely doesn't make any sense, but they bought it uh, and and they moved on. But the, I think it does. You know, you've got to be conditioned. I think heat and humidity. I think, you know, one of the reasons Miami has been able to defeat New, New England in Miami is the heat and humidity. That's why the Patriots are here in Las Vegas to practice against a team that they're going to play in the regular season. Typically, you don't do that. But Belichick wants to get the heat and humidity. He wants heat. He wants to get his players out there in the heat. So when they go down to Miami in two weeks, they feel now it's a different heat, the humidity and heat. But he wants them to get that because up in New England, you can't really get the same sense of that heat. It's not Now, it's been hotter this year, I think, than some in talking to him. But you're not getting the same kind of heat there that you get here in Vegas or you get down in, uh, in Miami. I liked how we started talking about Green Bay by pumping them up for Ortega, and then you hit them with the hammer that, of course, they lost again at home in the yeah. postseason. We'll, we'll transition. I mean, hey, everybody has not – right, Michael? I mean, that's uh, – I mean, I'm thinking you know, back look, when Brady, look, Brady walked in there and yeah, beat Rodgers. Yeah, I mean, LaFleur's 13-3 two years in a row, you know, and, and, and he can't win a home – and he's had home games. And, you know, Brady goes in there and beats him, and then, you know, last year San Francisco beat him and just dominated him up front, you know. And I think now Bakatari is back. We saw him come off a of PU. I think that's a significant move for this Packer offensive line. I think that certainly will help. But these younger receivers have got to catch up. They're going to have to really make a huge difference early in the season. Okay. 
and just quickly remember, Green Bay opens at Minnesota in division week one. Uh, Green Bay opened two. It's been bet down to a point and a half. Couple shops still at two. Now, speaking of some line movement, I'm taking a look at Atlanta. Look, I don't care what Salah decides to do with Flacco tonight. This number going through three to three and a half with Atlanta, this is an overreaction. Atlanta now across the board, it's painted three and a half. You've seen that total drop from 42 down to 38, Michael. I don't know what anybody's seen in Atlanta to make them think that, you know, maybe it's this is the rider. He's going to come in and play and it gives them, and, and it's rider versus Mike White. You know, look, it's funny. The Jets number is going through five and a half and in a home game in a preseason they they they're not even favored against the Falcons how do those two things co- coincide huh how does that coincide you know well maybe you I can mean, text you can your buddy for some team. inside like, information like watching Baltimore yesterday I know they're that was it 23 games in a row that they've won in the preseason Baltimore looks like they've been practicing they're ready to go like you get a good Buffalo I mean look Buffalo looks really good now, Buffalo, you got to be a little, you know, Buffalo, Denver moved the ball down the field against Buffalo's, not all their starters, but some of their starters. But D- Denver moved the football against them. And so you're, you know, there's some areas, but Josh Allen just looked absolutely fantastic in that game. You know, he looked like the MVP of the league in that game. So there's certain things that you watch in these preseason, you say, wow, that team looks pretty good. I haven't seen that with Atlanta. I haven't seen that with the Jets. Like, I worry about Tennessee when I watch them in the preseason. But I know that they're really well coached on defense. I know that they'll run the football with Henry, so I'm willing to forgive it. But last year in the opening game, Arizona went in there and whooped them. They were not ready to play opening game last year. Well, look, Atlanta's not laying three and a half tonight on Monday Night Football at the Jets. Before you place a bet, we're going to have the answer for you. Andy Vasquez is going to join us in 28 minutes. He's on the Jets beat over at nj.com in the star ledger so we'll find out exactly what the jets plan to do coming up in a little under 30 minutes coming up next what do these teams plan to do in week three of the preseason get to that at bed 365 we don't do ordinary we believe that every sport should be epic every home run every hit every inning every play from the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Good sleep should come naturally, and with the new Natural Hybrid Mattress, it can. A collaboration between award-winning mattress brand Lisa and home design favorite West Elm, the Natural Hybrid is the culmination of these two companies' shared values. Premium materials, meticulous craftsmanship, and sustainable practices. Made with natural latex, responsibly sourced natural wool, and environmentally safe foams, the Natural Hybrid elevates your sleep sanctuary. Indul- 
indulges your senses and supports a greener tomorrow. Plus, when you purchase the natural hybrid, you're also helping fuel Lisa's work with shelters and those in need. Since 2015, Lisa has donated more than 40,000 mattresses to ensure children and families have a safe place to sleep. Don't put off a good night's sleep any longer. Get a Lisa mattress today for a sound sleep tonight. Visit lisa.com slash iHeart. That's L-E-E-S-A dot com slash iHeart. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game. King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think you could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then I, his, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he didn't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. You're listening to the Lombardi Line on VSIN, featuring former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now, once again, here's Patrick Maher. Okay, the college football guide is out now, but of course, the NFL guide drops this Thursday. Can't wait for it. Start your football season on the right foot with expert profiles of every team, including team trends, power ratings, over-under recommendations, plus best bets on the season win totals, division finishes, and player awards. So, again, this is the one thing you have to remember is this year, the only way to get access to this year's football betting guides, including college, is to become a VEASAN all-access subscriber. If you do that now... You save 50%. It's 175 bucks through the Super Bowl. You get everything we offer. You can't beat it. Or if you just want to sign up for 40 bucks a month, you can do it as well. vcin.com slash subscribe for all your options. That's vcin.com slash subscribe. Again, that's coming up this Thursday, Michael Lombardi. The NFL betting guide drops. It's over 100 digital pages. Really easy to navigate. The whole crew behind the scenes that put these guides together just did an amazing job. I mean, the college football betting guide, you were just reading Arizona. It's like 350 pages. It's a ton of work. Yeah, and you got to be, you know, look, you need a little help. We all need a little help. And and Matty Humans and Steve McAdin and Aaron, they all do a great job on, on getting everything caught up to speed. JVT, you know, all the people that contributed to the guide, I think is tremendous. And, and it's going to help you. It's going to help you become a better, better. It's going to help you also if you're in these contest. I mean, you know, to win a contest, Patrick, I think you got to be at 72% accurate. Like, you know, it's Mickey Rourke had a great line in one of his movies. He said, if you can think of 50 things, you're a genius, you know, to get away with this and you ain't no genius. Well, you know, to be 72%, you you got to think of a lot of things, you know, and, and it's hard and you need a little bit of help. And certainly you need a launching pad, especially in the month of September, because you know, the one thing we know about the National Football League in September is it, it becomes a little bit of its own year. You know, September, teams start fast. We've seen this. There's really been one team that's won the Super Bowl that was 2-2 two and two of September. So starting fast in September isn't, oh, well, that's just September. It matters. And so you got to understand who can start fast. Like, I think Baltimore will start fast. They open up with the Jets. There's a good way to start fast. You know, and so... I think that's the case. And if you're in Survivor, which I think is really ridiculously hard, it looks easy on paper, 
but try it sometimes. Sit at home one day and say, just pick, pick a winner and only one winner a week. Try it. It's hard. Yeah, Michael brings up a great point about the contest. Listen, if you hit 55 to 57% of your plays over an NFL season, you're making a lot of money. Some of these contest winners are hitting 70 plus percent. I mean, they have it's to. insane. The, the you numbers. have to. You, yeah. you know, you can't have so a bad, you can't have a one and four week to win the contest. You got to be, you know, the worst week you can have is three and two, four and one, five and oh. You need five and oh's. You need a lot of breaks. And, and so you need a lot of information and you got to be able to process the right information. You know, Pat Riley talks about this all this time of peripheral opponents, right? And I think in betting, we see peripheral opponents more than anything because we have so much search for knowledge and information coming from the outside to try to help us decide where we're going with the bets. And we got to figure out what is good information and what is missing information. And I think this betting guide allows you to understand what is good information, what you need to focus on, what you need to focus on to make the pick and try to get your bias out of it. You know, it's always good to ask the question, how could I be wrong if I make this pick? What would go wrong? Why isn't this going to work out for me? And I think the betting guide leads you to that answer. It's a great point. VSIN.com slash subscribe. You got to invest a little and we'll make you a lot now. I asked you earlier, you know, just head uh, straight up, Falcons, Jets, wins for the season. Well, great job by Brian Ortega. He's got the numbers. Team with the fewest wins over at BetMGM. So, Michael, the leader in the clubhouse, the Texans at 3-1, to one, the Falcons 3.5-1, to one, and then the Jets, those two teams tonight in Jersey on Monday Night Football, 6.5-1. to one. So those yeah. are the teams. And by the way, the Seahawks are 8-1 to one and the Bears are 8-1. to one. So those are your 1, 2, 3, 4, 5 uh, favorites to have the fewest wins this year. Yeah, I, I'm not sold on the Bears. I'm not, I don't know where that where we are with Justin Fields. I still am going through that. I think it's going to take me through the month of September to really get a handle on if he's good, if he can be the starter for the future. You know, I know where I am with the Falcons. The Texans, to me, I thought Davis Mills played better in that game as the game went on. I'm a little worried about their offensive line still. You know, I'm worried about their defense. Uh, Seattle, I'm worried completely. I, I, I just don't see it. I think Jacksonville, if I were in Jacksonville 11 to 1, I know Jacksonville's improved on paper, but their offensive line, Lawrence got, got wrapped around a little bit by Pittsburgh. Now, I know it's TJ Watt and they've got some good players there, but to me, you put a lot of money in your offensive line, you've got to play at a higher level. I, I don't see the Giants being that, I don't see the Lions being a team competing for the top pick. I think they're going to get better. They're harder to play. They're good on offense. I mean, they're not great on offense, but they can run the ball. They've got a quarterback who can throw it and they've got skilled players and they've got a really good offensive line. The Giants, to me, you know, I know mean, everybody was excited last night because Daniel Jones was, you know, what was he like, you know, had three incomplete passes. But to me, I still think they're a huge work in progress. And I think it's going to be a challenge for them to win five games. I really do. All this, then their numbers at seven. Careful if you drink too much of that Honolulu blue Kool-Aid, you could get drunk. I'm not. Uh, I'm not now. Uh, now I'm. What I'm saying is, you misunderstood me there. I'm saying, saying they're not going to be a playoff team, but they're not going to be a four-win team. I don't see that. I think they can be better than that. I just don't know how long Dan Campbell can coach at this kind <laughs> of energy level, and and the players kind of adapt to it. He's going to run out of animal cliches eventually. I you mean, there's think. only so many hyenas. There's only so many EUs. You know, I'm there's gonna only send so many dogs. Last night when I went over to see Dominic, we were reading uh, what dinosaur would defeat one dinosaur. It was hilarious, and he was correcting me on the, on the pronunciation of the dinosaurs because I couldn't get any of them right. And so I, I should send Campbell that book because there's a lot of fights in that book between dinosaurs. T-Rex versus the Sagatorus or whatever the hell they're called. I have no idea. You know those books? 
I, I met Dominic. He's like, what is he, five? He'd correct Isaac Newton. The kid is very bright, is <laughs> what I'm saying. Brutal. <laughs> like, let's, just for fun, let's throw up the team with the most wins at BetMGM. Brian Ortega, good job with these lists and the rundown on short notice today. What's interesting is no pressure on the Bills. Whatever market you look at, they're the favorites. MVP, Allen, the favorite. Win totals, juice to the favorite. Uh, the championship odds, favorite. Team to, with the most wins over at... Uh, Bet MGM, they're five to one. Your favorites, the Bucks at five and a half to one. I mean, the pressure on the Bills is outrageous this yeah. year. I mean, and, and it's well deserved. I mean, they've improved their football team. They're good in all the areas you need to be good in. The quarterback's playing at the highest level. He looks like the best player in the league right now with his movement. I mean, the touch, the first touchdown throw he, gets, he makes against Denver, he steps up into the pocket, he pivots backwards, which you should never do, and then he throws a strike down the field to Gabriel Davis, and, you know, wow, you're like, what's going on here? But I think there's some value on this board. I really do, Patrick. I think the Ravens at 16-1 is value. I, I think the I, I think the 49ers at 18 to one is value only because I think this I think they're really good on defense and they'll run the ball and if Trey Lance doesn't make mistakes I think they've got a much better chance the Colts at 20 to one I mean how about Jim Irsay I mean could he be any more clear how much he didn't like Carson Wentz could he be any more clear about how he felt like the team was handicapped by Wentz I think they'll be better with Matt Ryan they won what they won nine games last year I think they're going to be much better with Matt Ryan. You know, the Eagles at 18 to 1. Look, I think the Eagles have a really good team. I'm not sold on their quarterback, but I'm, I'm sold on their team. I think they'll be better defensively. I think they're in better shape this year than they were last year coming out of training camp. So I like them. I'm not in love with the Cowboys. I'm just not. And I'm not in love with the Chargers. And everybody else seems to be because the Chargers seem to find a way to lose games that they shouldn't lose. You've got the right there team to win the most games, seven and a half to one on the Rams. You know what's interesting is you've said, and look, we don't have repeat champs in the NFL. It just doesn't happen for the most part. And you've talked about the Super Bowl hangover. And also remember, for the Rams, last season was the longest football season in the history of the NFL. I mean, that was, and they're top heavy. So any injuries really hurts with a team that lacks depth. No doubt. But, you know, they still have a good team. And, you know, they've, they've improved good. their team. You know, Allen Robinson is, uh, is probably an upgrade over where Rob. Robert Woods was last year. You know, what they do with Beckham, that remains to be seen. I think Beckham was in Israel the other day, wasn't he? I mean, he's in some exotic land somewhere. You know, whether he's playing football or not this year, I don't know. But I think ultimately they're going to improve defensively. I think Raheem Morris did a better job than Brendan Staley did coaching the defense last year. And they've got some good young players. I mean, even though they haven't had first-round picks, they've got some guys that play well for them within their scheme. And adding Bobby Wagner to the Mike linebacker position, I think, will certainly help them. So at 7.5 to 1, they're a good value to be the most wins. But I do think the schedule prohibits them from being that good. The Chiefs, to me, I think, you, you know, if you're going to bet the Chiefs, you're betting Mahomes and Andy Reid. And I think what you're betting with Mahomes is he's going to play. The, the dirty secret in the NFL last year was Patrick Mahomes played well. He didn't. He was, he was inaccurate with the ball. He took too many chances. And I think Andy Reid is kind of when, watch, when you watch them in the preseason, whether it's against the Washington football team or, you know, in the first game, you see that they are trying to against Chicago in the first game. They're trying to run their West Coast. They're trying to get back to where they are, their basics. And I think they'll do a good job of that. I think they're still a hard team to beat in the West, but the West is so talented. You know, right now it's, it's, it's interesting because whatever team's quarterback makes the fewest mistakes is going to win that division. There's no doubt. Okay, both the Rams and the Chiefs over at DraftKings sitting at 10.5 on the season. Win total, you have to pay a little price, a little juice on both their overs. Have you ever been to Israel? No, I've never been. I think that's not where Beckham was. I, I read. I would love to. I read that he was there. I, I don't know if he's still there. I don't know. 
I don't think the Lombardi Cruiser could make it all the way to Israel. That's a long flight. That, <laughs> that would be a long flight. Okay, I've teased it literally for seven straight segments. But Lovey Smith's approach to week three of the preseason this year is the reason I want to ask you about this. Because he's talked about ramping up for week three. Yeah. How are teams going to approach week three? Remember, you got that extra week in between yeah, before the not, regular season starts. And you can't. we're not training camp, so you got to limit the pads. So it's interesting what he's going to do. And then we're going to go inside the Jets for tonight's Monday Night Football game coming up in just a little bit. Here it's the Lombardi Line presented by BetMGM. This is VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. You're listening to the Lombardi Line on VSIN, featuring former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now, once again, here's Patrick Maher. Okay, if you're not checking out the betting splits over at vcin.com, what the hell are you doing with your life? Seriously, you want to know where the money and bets are moving for every game? The betting splits page is updated every 10 minutes, so you can see the changes and all the action. You can find out where the public is betting based on the number of tickets and where the money doesn't match the public opinion. It's great information. Make sure you check it out. Bookmark it. That's what I do with everything over at vcin.com. Betting splits are another way. vcin is here to make you a smarter, better year-round. Check out today's betting splits for every game at vcin.com. So... Michael Lombardi in studio there at the South Point. So one thing I want to ask you about the approach. What's interesting is we were just texting with Chris um, Felica, the bear, over at ESPN, and he was talking about Israel, and you just randomly said, I like the Bills this year. Well, there's a good reason. Now, look at McDermott's approach. But there was approach. something else in that text. He was talking about the Bills, too. I just kind of jumped into yeah, it. Yeah, no, 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 no. I know. I know. I just want to say this, because McDermott's now won 10 straight in the pre. It's not 22, but it's 10 straight the preseason. And his approach for game two was very implicit. Allen played the Bills' first unit against the Broncos' backups averaged over nine yards per play, Michael. They scored touchdowns on all six of the team's first six possessions. I mean, that was concerted what the Bills and McDermott did in week two. You know, and the Bear raises a good point is what is the layoff between, you know, losing Daybald and going now with Ken Dorsey in their offense? And and I'm not sure there's going to be much. I think they found their niche. I think last year – when they lost the win game in New, in Buffalo to the Jet, to the Patriots, and then they lose the overtime game down to Tampa, I think they kind of found their niche and they found their their other receiver in Gabriel Davis. They've got weapons all over, and they realize that their run game isn't conducive to just oh we've got to get Singletary or we got to get Zach Moss going. I think they feel different about that, and I think they're just hard to play, especially the way this quarterback plays. Look. I would, have, I would have been reluctant to take him because of his accuracy issues at Wyoming and his accuracy issues in the first two years in the league. But credit Jordan Palmer, credit Brian Dayball, credit the Bills. They saw a guy that they thought they could make accurate, and they did. And now he's just uh, he's a 6'6", six, 6'5", six, six, linebacker playing quarterback, and people have a hard time tackling. He's going to be an all-time great. Yeah, I mean, people have I mean, a hard time tackling. He went from a guy that was – he went from a guy that wasn't accurate in college. Accuracy is not something, as you pointed out many times, you improve on that late in life. Yeah, no. And, and he's he, just – because you, the mobility too, Michael, he's just ridiculous. Right, and, the, and, and, and one of the areas where he makes up for his lack of accuracy is the loose plays, right? So when the play breaks down, like it's with Mahomes. You know, Mahomes, you don't have to be perfect offensively with Mahomes. If the play breaks down, he can still make a play. And that's where Allen really shines. I mean, some of the times he throws the ball when he's on the move, the receivers are wide open. I mean, they're wide open because it's hard to cover guys for five, six seconds down the field. So, look, this Bills team is going to be tough to play. You know, last year they, they lose the opener to Pittsburgh at home. You know, even after they had a great preseason, Pittsburgh blocked a punt. The, the special teams really made a difference. I think McDermott's on a, on a mission. I think the 13 seconds is going to live with him forever until he wins the Super Bowl, until he gets there. That 13 seconds is going to linger in his memory forever. 
Andy Vasquez does a great job. My apologies to Andy. I apologize, Andy. I thought we had you on next segment. He's the Jets beat writer for NJ.com and the Star Ledger, and he joins us now. Of course, the Jets hosting the Falcons tonight. The Falcons have been bet up to three and a half. Andy, first off, thank you for your patience, and thanks for joining us. What, what are the expectations as far as who's playing, who's not tonight for the Jets? No worries, and thank you for having me. Yeah, it looks like the Jets aren't going to play many of their veterans and at least some of their younger starters. Uh, Robert Sala the other day was very on the fence about it, said he was torn, and when you're saying you're torn about uh, doing this, you're usually leaning against doing it. And the reasons are last year in the second week of the preseason and, and you know this fourth week of training camp, it was a disaster for the Jets. They lost Carl Lawson for the season in joint practice, uh, they lost several other players like Sheldon Rankins and Denzel Mims to, to more minor injuries that kept them out the rest of the preseason. And then in the, the preseason game, they lost Jared Davis and uh, backup offensive lineman Connor McDermott both for like half the season. So I, I think he's a little gun-shy after what happened last year and was happy to get through the joint practices with the Falcons without any major issues. Uh, but it also kind of begs the question – what you guys were just talking about and trying to get used to, to new parts. Uh, and the Jets have far more moving parts, new parts than the Bills. Uh, when is this going to happen? I mean, we're less than three weeks before the start of the regular season, and the offensive line still hasn't played a single snap together, even in 11-on-11 uh, drills or practice, the, the starting five. And, and you're trying to you know, get a bunch of new guys in with the offense um, and, and to learn the defense. So I, I think it's begs some questions for the Jets early in the season, the way they're, they're kind of playing this preseason, uh, because they have a tough schedule early and they have a lot of new pieces to implement. Andy, they started last year, they scored 20 points in the first three games, you know, and, and they never really yeah. kind of got in a groove. They were able to beat Tennessee in an overtime game where they were. So as you watch this year's practices compared to last year, are they so much improved that it's noticeable to your eye, or do you see the same inconsistencies of a team that was 32nd in most statistical categories offensively and defensively last year? They're definitely a more talented team, and you see it in terms of the weapons. Like, there's just like they have two starting caliber tight ends this year. They didn't have one last year, and and Tyler Conklin and C.J. Zoma. Uh, and these guys make plays when things break down in practice, and it adds another dimension to the offense. And this is just camp. They're not you know, doing everything we're going to see during the season, so I think it'll become more pronounced when the games count. And also just Elijah Moore, Garrett Wilson, having both of those guys out there and then having Corey Davis out there, it's just a much more complete set of weapons. And then you add Brees Hall and Michael Carter already in the backfield. And, it's yeah, there's especially on offense, like you, like you said, they were – not good for a lot of the year last year. I think there's a lot more ways to be better, to move the ball, to get those you know key plays on, on third down that they weren't making last year to keep drives alive. Um, it's definitely noticeably different, but like my concern is with the offensive line, which is upgraded, but the fact that these guys haven't had any time together, it just reminds me of 2019 when they brought in Ryan Khalil out of retirement at about this time in training camp, maybe a little bit earlier. And it just, the offensive line looked like trash for the first month of the season, and they never really recovered from it. So that's where I think the big concern is, is what, whoever quarterback, whatever quarterback is back there, are they going to have time to, to get the ball those weapons? 
If it is Flacco, haven't and Andy Vasquez does a great job covering the Jets. If it is Flacco, haven't the receivers been lauding his catchable ball? I don't know if it's a big step back at this point with Wilson to go to Flacco, Andy. I don't think it's a step back. To be totally honest with you, at where Wilson is, I mean, he's still learning. Flacco is is better at the one thing that you need to have if you're playing behind a questionable offensive line. That's making quick decisions and getting rid of the ball quickly. And if there's one. I mean, there's many things to criticize Zach Wilson about if you look at his stats from last year, but if there's one big thing, it's that he would get locked in maybe on, on the home run option of the play and not you know, take in the whole field and make the decisions they needed to make quickly. So I think they might be better off against the Ravens and potentially against the Browns if Wilson isn't back yet with Joe Flacco. Not to say that Joe Flacco has more talent than Zach Wilson at this stage of his career, but certainly has a better understanding of, of how to – make quick, accurate decisions that, that you need to make when maybe your offensive line is a little questionable. And I wouldn't be surprised if Flacco, if they can give him some base level of protection, does, does a good job uh, in the first couple of weeks. He, he has looked good in training camp. Obviously, he doesn't move the way that Wilson is capable of moving, but his arm still uh, is very strong, and he makes a variety of throws that Wilson has the ability to make but hasn't quite figured out how to do it yet. Andy, tell me about this line now. I mean, they signed Dwayne Brown, who's played left tackle his entire career, and they had yeah. Fant scheduled to play over there because they moved Becton to the right side. How is this configuration going to go? Is Brown left tackle? Is it Fant? Is it uh, Edigu, the, the, the kid they drafted in the third round uh, last year? I mean, where where is this all going to play out? Yeah, so basically going back to 2019, they, they drafted Becton to be the left tackle. Fant was their right tackle. And then when Becton got hurt at the beginning of last year, Fant slid over to left tackle where he's more comfortable, played the whole season there. Um, and then after the season, the Jets made it clear that they were going to make it an open competition when Makai Becton returned for the left tackle position because Fant had done such a good job. Um, and that opening competition didn't really materialize because neither guy was there for OTAs. And then on the first day of training camp, Fant was named the, the left tackle. So I think the Jets thought that Fant plays better there. They thought that Becton, coming off of the injury, you know, would have an easier time moving to right tackle. And then they also, when they signed Lakin Tomlinson at left guard, they moved Elijah Vera Tucker, their first-round pick from last year, over to right guard. So the idea was to pair the young guys on the right side of the offensive line uh, and then pair the veterans in Fant and Tomlinson on the left side around Connor McGovern. When Becton got hurt, and the best option available was Brown, who hasn't played left tackle since 27 or 2007 when he was at Georgia, I'm sorry, Virginia Tech. Uh, when that happened, they're not going to ask Brown to play right tackle for the first time in, in 15 years. So they moved him over to right tackle, slid in Brown at left tackle, and, and they're thinking that it's going to work. I mean, I think there is potential for it to be good, but there's a lot of question marks because they don't have any reps together. It's NJ.com, Star Ledger. Do a great job, Andy. We appreciate your work. Thank you, Andy. Thanks for joining us today. Thank you so much, Andy. No problem. Always welcome on the show, Andy. Anybody who writes for the Tony Serrano paper that he picked up every day at his doorstep, (laughs) you can come (laughs) on anytime. There there goes Andy Vasquez. Does a great job. I got a question about the Dallas Cowboys and Zeke for Michael next.
At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Tired of restless nights? Meet Lisa, the sleep experts. Here at Lisa, we know that good sleep is essential for mental, physical, and emotional health. That's why their mattresses are made for exceptional comfort and support, catering to every sleep need. Check out Lisa's Sapira Hybrid Mattress, named best hybrid mattress five years running. Sleep hot? The Chill Collection is built with cool-to-the-touch top fabric and layers of high-density comfort foams, all intended to remove excess body heat while maximizing comfort. With Lisa, getting a new mattress has never been easier. Delivery is free, and you have 100 nights to try out your mattress in the comfort of your home. Don't spend another night dreaming of better sleep. For a limited time, save up to $700 off select mattresses plus two free pillows. Go to lisa.com forward slash iHeart for an additional $50 off mattresses and select goods. That's l-e-e-s-a.com forward slash iHeart. Exclusions apply. See lisa.com for more details. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game, King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think he could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. He's, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he didn't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. You're listening to the Lombardi Line on VSEN, featuring former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now, once again, here's Patrick Maher. Okay, Brent, thank you. BetMGM, the king of sportsbooks, unleashes the spirit of Vegas with BetMGM Rewards. So every time you make a wager at BetMGM, you can earn BetMGM Reward Points that you can redeem for online bonus credits like free bets, risk-free tokens. So again, if you're going to Vegas as well, you can use these points for shows, hotels. It's tremendous. So make sure you check it out. BetMGM, the king of sportsbooks. Got to be 21 years or older. If you have a gambling problem, it's 1-800-GAMBLER. 
Okay, we got you back here, Michael Lombardi, in studio there at the South Point. I'm Patrick Maher. Brian Ortega doing a great job filling in for Matt Santos today. And with that, he put together a tremendous rundown. Michael Lombardi, did you know that Zeke Elliott is guaranteed $12.5 million this year? But this is his last year of guarantees, where this right. contract will then go to non-guaranteed seasons. I'll, I'll, let me give you this, and I'll set you up, because I think you're kind of bullish. I think you're in on Zeke this year. He rushed for 1,000 yards last year. He rushed for 979 in 2020. His rush prop over at DraftKings is at an 875 and a half. Take so the, they're expecting him to come back a little bit. Here. Take the over. That number was set because I think the book thinks Tony Pollard's going to split reps with him. Okay? And I think the book sees Tony Pollard as maybe the guy taking over. But because of the Cowboys situation at running back and the Cowboys situation at receiver, with Gallup not being there, with James Washington getting hurt, they've moved Tony Pollard into a slot, or, slot role, put CeeDee Lamb on the outside. I think if you're Mike McCarthy and Tony Pollard is standing next to you when you're running your offense, you're hurting your offense. Like, he's got to be on the field somewhere. Somewhere he's got to be on the field. And if it's the slot receiver, then make him the slot receiver. If Zeke goes in the slot and Pollard becomes the running back, then do that. But there shouldn't be a formation in football for the Dallas Cowboys that Tony Pollard and Zeke are on the field at the same time. They both can make plays. And Zeke's going to run the ball. I think Zeke's in better shape. I mean, I, I'm told that he and Dak meet every morning at 5, 5.30. They watch tape together. He's the leader of the team. He's the leader of the offense. He's the main voice in the offense. And I think because of the situation at receiver with Pollard's versatility, I think Ze Zeke's got to be the guy because they need Pollard in that slot. They get Pollard the ball on, on slants. They get Pollard the ball on, on shake routes, crossers. This guy, is, this guy is really good. As I've mentioned before on the show was when I finished the, my second book, still untitled, you know, I, I watched Gail Sayers and I thought, this guy looks like Tony Pollard. You know, Tony Pollard looks like Gail Sayers. I mean, the way they slash and they accelerate and burst, how he's not on the field every play, I don't know. Maybe that's the name of the book, still untitled. Anywho, yeah, no. in six seasons, in six seasons, Zeke hasn't rushed for less than 983 when he played 10 games in 2017. 979, he played 15 games in 2020. 875 and a half. You're saying for the better, go over that total. Well, I, look, the book's not stupid, right? The book's sitting there saying Tony Pollard's got to get the ball, right? And the and the book's saying if they if they rush for 1,800 yards, Zeke will get 800 of them and Pollard will get 1,000. But what I'm saying is the book didn't anticipate James Washington getting hurt. The book didn't anticipate some of the other things within the Cowboy offense. And if they move Pollard into more of a role on first, second, and third down in the slot in some capacity, Zeke's going to still get his carries. They're going to need Zeke to get his carries. You know, they're going to need to get him the football. They're going to need to run the ball. Because when Dak Prescott, we had Brian Broaddus on last week when Broaddus said, you know, Prescott's really good when he throws it 32, 33 times. You know, he's 25 for 33. But when you get into that 40-point game, 45, then all of a sudden some problems creep up. I, I think they've got to be able to have some balance. They've got to be able to utilize Zeke's skill as a runner. And even though he's not the same outside the run play, he's still an effective runner. Uh, I think it's an easy I, – I would definitely take that over and run run with it hard. Nobody played leverage better than Zeke when he was – he was like you. He went to Cabo Wabo and was just like, okay, I'll hang out go here. To Cabo. Until when he... did I go to Cabo? I don't remember going to oh, Cabo. I mean, you're generally, you're generally somewhere that's festive in uh, Caribbean. Yeah, or, the novelist you know, in you is coming out. Wait, I know. wait, wait. Did I just make up that Cabo was in the Caribbean? Anyway, yeah. let's uh, – I digress. Uh, Tony Pollard is sitting seven and a, 700 and a half on his rush prop over at Draft. You know, so you the interesting eight, eight, number on Pollard would be, Patrick, and I don't know if Brian has it's this. It's not posted. 
it would it's be combined yards. I know what you're asking for. Yeah. yeah, you're asking for rush and receive. Yeah, uh, I'll find that it's not up at DraftKings. Let's go ahead, Brian, and take a look at BetMGM to see if they do have rush receive the prop there for Tony Pollard because that's the one Michael uh, is focusing on. Now, having said that, all about the Dallas Cowboys running back situation. Twelve wins last year. You're down on this team right now. I am. You know, I watched them the other day against the Chargers. They looked better. The young kid they drafted from Tulsa at left guard looked like he was playing much better. That Tyrod Smith, the, the tackle's got to play. They've got talent. There's no doubt. And I think Dan Quinn will do a good job defensively. They'll improve. You know, the the, the Diggs, the Trayvon Diggs kid is is a really good player, but he takes too many chances, and people will attack him at times. But I, if they can run the ball, I, I get disappointed with the Cowboys because I think their offense gets away from them. I think McCarthy allows Kellen Moore to have too much rope. I think if they t- hone that in, the penalties, the details seem to get away from them. They're still a good team. I just think the Eagles right now have improved their team a little bit more, and they're going to need to count. They need Tony Pollard to fill a role. I think CeeDee Lamb's going to be a really good player on the outside. They need that one inside guy to go along with the Dalton Schultz to give them an inside presence. I, you, you said you think Dan Quinn's going to be a good defensive coordinator for the Cowboys this year. Do you think he's going to be a good head coach in week eight? I don't, you know, I mean, I think knowing Jerry, you know, Jerry's not going to just throw the top off of the team. I, I mean, if, if, if the only way McCarthy loses his job in week eight is if they're one in seven, like Jerry's not going to react to that. I think, you know, it depends on how the year goes. And I don't see him being one in seven. They're a good team. Now, you know, Dak can play well. I mean, that, look, we're talking about the, this team like they have the worst quarterback in the division. They have the best quarterback in the division. They have the probably the defensive MVP in the division. They're going to have the defensive player of the year. If he plays like he did last year, Parsons is going to win the player of the year. So, I mean, that's a pretty good start. That's not a – that doesn't say what four-win team has two of those players. Now, if Dak gets hurt or Parsons gets hurt, it's a whole different story. We're tightening up in division. The Cowboys are plus 140 at DraftKings. The Eagles are plus 160. The Commodores, a.k.a. Commanders, 5-1. to one, And your Giants, 8-1. to one. I'm just glad that you said Dak was the best quarterback in division while you were in at the South Point there in Vegas because if you said it when you were in Ocean City, the Jalen Hurts Fly Eagle Fly oh, fans would be coming after you. Well, look, the Eagles are a good team, and I think we saw them yesterday. They've got they've got weapons. They're backup offensive linemen. You know, the, back, the kid they drafted, uh, the Creed, the center that they drafted is really a good player. You know, they've got depth at the offensive line. Their defensive line's improved. They've got all the things you need for a really good team. It's going to be can Hurts throw the ball when the other team knows they have to throw it. You know, and we saw him try to do that against the Tampa Bay Bucks, against a good coordinator in Todd Bowles, and they struggled. So until they prove that to me, but that schedule for Philadelphia is pretty easy. I mean, look at it. I don't know if you have it, Brian, but that schedule for Philly is like last year. I mean, how many top quarterbacks do they face? Last year they faced six top quarterbacks. They lost the game to every one of them. Okay, so here we go. They got Cousins. They got, you know, they got Goff, Cousins. They got Wentz. All right. Where are we going? They got Lawrence, Kyler. You know, they, I'm, I'm Prescott, there we go. Rookies, they got Josh, they got the Texans. I mean, look at the schedule. T- tell me where, tell me where they, you know, tell me where they're not going to at least be competitive with everybody in that, you know, and with the division. I mean, I know they get Prescott twice. Where will the Saints be at the end of the year? I don't know. But to me, they've got Rodgers, you know. Last year they had six legitimate great quarterbacks that they faced. They lost all to them. This year, do they have six? I mean, do they have six? They got the Bears. They got the Titans. 
I mean, the Steelers. Hey, you know what makes you know you know what makes a great team. Brian has this noted in his notes today. The Eagles' second team offense was humming in three first half possessions, generating 227 yards. When your backups are better than 31 other teams, that's when you know the Eagles are going to win 20 games this year. Well, the the not. The, the Minshew can throw the football. Did you He's see tremendous. the rhythm and the timing yeah. of what he was doing out there? Yeah. I mean, Minshew, you know, now they lose the element of their run game. And this Miles Sanders injury has got to be concerning his hamstring. He has not been a durable guy, and you've got to be worried about him. You know, there's been some talk. I know it was all through talk that they might be interested in Kareem Hunt. If the Browns trade Kareem Hunt, they were practicing against one another. That conversation came up. I don't see the Browns trading Kareem Hunt. But I could see the Eagles making a move for a running back because if this Miles Sanders thing isn't cleared up and he's not 100% healthy, they're going to need that because they're running the Oklahoma offense. They need a really good running back behind them. Okay, my man, what's the game plan? You got an hour. We got a show meeting coming up. You yep. got the hot dog cart, which should be opening up soon. So yep. you got an hour to kill. What are you going to do? I'm going to get Brian and, and Kevin lunch. Kevin's going to go over his notes that he's been taking for me for the last six weeks. So I got to go over that. And then I'm going to go over and see the, spend some time over at the Patriots, see what they're up to today. And I'm going mean, to I'm 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 FaceTime you when I'm in Coach Belichick's office over there, and then we're going to talk about <laughs> well, all the things. Bet, I mean, I'm going to let him know, know how unhappy you are with the play calling that's been going on. And I'm going to let him know well, that Will Hill thinks listen, he's ridiculously goes for it on third, fourth down, doesn't go for it. You know. Let me be very clear. Mm -hmm. We were on Nesson during the COVID year. Everybody watched the Lombardi line in Nesson, including my guy, Bill Belichick. It's an obsession, and I'm not coming off the obsession for the whole entire season. I'm obsessed with that guy. Get me FaceTime with him. Stat. Yeah, we'll, we'll work on that. Yeah, and then I'm going to go to practice tomorrow. I think they're starting at like 7 tomorrow morning. That would be great. Okay, bring the suntan lotion, my man. Yeah, it'll be a hot I will one, yeah. see you. I'll see you <laughs> Thursday. See you when I'll be back, back in Ocean, Ocean City. City. Yep. Yeah, we'll be back there. Okay. Thank you, Patrick. Odds on Thanks, is coming Kevin. up next. Thanks, Michael Brian. Lombardi, great job in studio. Great job, Brian Ortega filling in. Kevin Trask, as always. Odds on is coming up next right here on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. 
Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.